0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Newman Experience where Maureen and I get together and we discuss a uh, topic regarding the pillars of health, right? So I just finished a book, right, by Yuval Noah Harari. Uh, He wrote Sapiens. I like Sapiens. And his latest book, 21 Questions for the 21st Century, is all about 21 Questions for the 21st Century, right? Like what life is going to look like in the future and down the road. And I was trying to find a good little starting off point um, so I was looking online and I found this little article on the first thing I popped up when I searched you've all know Harari about the topic we're going to talk about and it says um, basically technological innovation and artificial intelligence are going to accelerate at a pace we've yet to really comprehend he says 15 years ago Facebook wasn't even around now it's so efficient at micro targeting that it can help sway democratic elections. Imagine what it might be capable of in another 15 years. That means automation will likely disrupt your current job and your next one and the one after that, and you'll be the target of attention-grabbing behavior-modified algorithms, so exponentially effective you won't even realize you're being targeted. Targeted. The best defense against that question mark? An emotional flexibility that allows for constant reinvention and knowing yourself well enough that you don't get drawn into the deep internet traps that set, uh, set up for you, right? So that I know in his book, he talks mostly about artificial intelligence and technology coming and disrupting things, but with COVID and quarantine and all that, right. And some places no longer being being open that really piqued my interest about disruption in our lifestyles. Right. So who better to talk about this with? than you right because the um emotional flexibility yep tell me what you know about that
1: emotional flexibility um so flexible we talk at home with the boys
0: yeah but a lot
1: about flexible thinking
0: your background is in what education yeah and you focused on this stuff right
1: Yeah, so a lot of, so the course that I teach at Endicott is um, integrating technology in the classroom. So it's all about sort of moving classrooms into the 21st century, or at least that's what I attempt to do in the class. Um, And we spend a lot, a lot of time talking about how the way that we were educated, the way that we were brought up, And a lot of practices that are still existing today don't match with what's happening in society. Yeah. Right. We are still educating our students in a similar fashion to the way we did 50 years ago Mm -hmm. when the world was completely different, when it was okay for... um, I don't want to say it was okay to have black or white thinking but it it was a little bit easier to sort of have a way of doing things have a job have a career have practices that you didn't have to really reflect on and change that much
0: yeah and i think the systems for all of society was relatively similar yeah right it's kind you of go like to the school, quo. yeah you went to i mean there was a generation that you go through high school, you got your high school degree, and then you got your job, and then you work yeah. from ages 20 to 60, and then you retire or something. And then now we're starting to hit a phase where where the generation that you can't just get your high school degree, you have to go to college too, and then you get your debt, and then you end up paying that off until a certain age, and then you end up retiring. And then, I mean, the future really holds a, and we're seeing that right now is there the only thing that we know for certain is that there will be more uncertainty in yeah. people's lives as they go forward.
1: And I think, you know, one of the biggest changes, and you sort of alluded to it, is you go to high school, you get your job, and then once you have that job, it's pretty predictable.
0: Yeah, you stay in the It, it for used a long to time. be. Yeah.
1: Very predictable. But what is happening now, largely due to technology, largely due to social media, Everything is in a constant evolution. Yep. And if you're not evolving with it, yep. then you're being left behind. Yeah.
0: Cause there's a good amount of people that probably won't end up getting their, their life job back after they return back to, or once COVID really releases its hold on a lot of
1: restrictions. Yeah, things are going to be different and if you can't find a way to i think we we saw that in the beginning of quarantine too mm-hmm. like the businesses that were really able to be flexible thinkers yep. and sort of think outside of the box and all right we have this problem in front of us how am i going to work around it rather than there's nothing i can do about it those are the businesses that were able to sort of stay relative and, and so stay alive
0: what would you categorize as traits of a flexible thinker. What is flexible thinking and what are traits of a good flexible thinker?
1: So flexible thinking, um, or
0: actually like in your classmate, in your students, right? What traits do they have that when you're looking at them, when you're grading their stuff that you're like, Ooh, this person's got it. I don't see that very (laughs) (laughs) What would you be looking for?
1: Um, there's been a
0: rare, there's been a, hand, yeah. like a handful over your years that you're like this. One's good.
1: It's being able, I think, to look at your own experiences mm-hmm. the way that you've always done things, yeah, and to be self-aware enough to know that that approach doesn't match the current situation.
0: Yep, and being vulnerable enough to to admit that, admit that,
1: and then do something different about it. Yep. Um,
0: okay. So being self-aware enough Mm -hmm. that what you're doing isn't working, being vulnerable enough to admit that. Yeah. And then also having tools to develop a new strategy. Yes. So habits start like people that could create their own habits. Mm -hmm. Well, that don't necessarily, and we talked about this, um, John can pop up a little, um, a little image of our habit formation page we put together, but the keys of creating good habits, right? Like the, the cue is what starts a habit, mm-hmm. right? So people that can cue themselves that don't require other people and other things to be. I'm
1: gonna keep going. All right.
0: Okay. So Teddy, <laughs> that we're not just training the kids. We're also training the adults.
1: In what sense? What do you mean?
0: Like the kids have the kids obviously have to um learn these strategies, but most of the adults don't even have yeah. these strategies themselves.
1: Yeah, we've and I think it's something I don't want to say that we've never needed before, but it was more of a um more reserved for like particular industries to be innovative. All right, so what to are be some
0: what are some of those industries that promote that compared to others. I think
1: anything like computer science, coding, design, like some of more of those um, creative based industries, as opposed to say like education, Mm. right? It's a, it's a system and we've always followed that same system and because it, Education is so strange because, because everybody has experienced it, mm-hmm. they feel like what was, what they went through was okay. It's like a common experience. Yeah, that do, you is know, weird, right? do you know what I'm trying to say?
0: Yeah. That like, just because we all did it, that's the way it's supposed to be. It's, it's always the way supposed it's supposed to be. Supposed to be there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But there's not a lot of, or there hadn't been a lot of that self-reflection, um,
0: it would make sense for jobs to be flexible thinking, right? Or industries to be flexible thinking. I mean, that's what causes a lot of industries to end up failing anyways, right? Because they're unable to be flexible about their thinking. And that's what I think.
1: You know, there's a lot of factors that unfortunately contributed to businesses not being able to survive during this time. But some of it, I think, is probably...
0: um, The lack of flexible thinking.
1: Yeah, sort of that one size fits all approach. This is how I've always done it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This is how I'm going to continue to do it. And there's nothing I can do about all of these outside circumstances.
0: Yeah. But there is something that you can do.
1: There could be. Yes.
0: So what are those that you can do?
1: So I think it, it starts with, um, you know, flexible thinking like we were saying is that self awareness mm-hmm. and then it comes down to, do you have problem solving strategies? Do you have complex problem solving? strategies what
0: age are those supposed to be developed
1: um i think as early as possible
0: and what percent of people do you think have have those that you see in
1: school um not a lot i don't know that i could put a percentage on it but what i can say is that working um in higher education when I give my students a task that is outside of the box, or outside of the norm, or mm-hmm. outside of the way that they have done it, it's really, really hard for them.
0: And you've noticed that get worse?
1: Um, I haven't noticed it get any better, that's yeah. for sure. They're looking for a very prescribed way to do things, an example to follow, a model, yep. really clear and specific guidelines.
0: Which is essentially what a computer does anyways. So they're <laughs> going to be eaten up by computers. unless they are problem solvers to work with technology going forward and work with changing times. So there's not many kids that, where do you think that stems from?
1: I, I think it stems from the way that we've all gone through school.
0: Just school or parents too?
1: And I think some of it, yes. Yeah. Some of it comes from the home as well. You know, we, as parents, I think sometimes subtly reinforce messages that are detrimental to their flexible thinking. Like what? Um, You know, all in in good intentions of... um, You know, math always comes to mind for me because I always struggled with math. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just assumed it was something that I wasn't good at. Yep. So when we sort of take that, if we see our, our own children struggling, if we're reinforcing that message of eh, it's just not your strength or yeah math is mm. hard or yep. this this problem is really hard as opposed to oh this is a good challenge yeah or we talk a lot at home um, you know about the power of yet the power of what the power of yet Oh,
0: yes. Yeah. I know the power. Yes, yes, you yes. I was confused as to what you meant by the power of yet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that yet.
1: I don't know that yet. I don't know how to do that yet.
0: Yes. But that's the power of yet. I, don't I can't
1: so. read that book yeah. yet.
0: So the kids would say, I can't read. No, you can't read yet. You can't read that or yet. Or you can't do that problem. No, you can't do that problem yet. Right? Yep. And that, I mean, is a, a um, style of problem solving right yeah. The, yeah because that is a problem that they will end up overcoming at some point
1: and i think it just very <laughs> subtly communicates that yeah you might not be able to do it now but when you're ready mm-hmm. there's strategies there's tools that are going to help you figure out how to do that problem
0: yeah yeah there's always new strategies yeah and even as adults adults can i mean a lot of what adults we see is or i see in the office is adults that never had those strategies
1: because you didn't necessarily have to.
0: Yeah. You never had to,
1: you know, the world didn't change at such exponential rates Mm -hmm. historically as it does now. I mean, there was great technological advances, but the consistency and the speed to which that happens these days, it's, it's incredible.
0: Well, this statistic right here, let me see, where did it go? Um, it says. Some studies show that in the year 2025, so just in five years, 60% of the jobs will be taken over by other things. They'll be done a completely different way. So that means that says there have been a few, a couple of rough years in which people have to retrain, they'll have to retrain and new jobs will appear and some people don't find new jobs and you have a large problem of unemployment, right? So even these, these kids coming out of school, like. It's growing so fast that, or changing so fast, that these kids are going in for four years of education, and by the time they get out, their career is completely different than what they thought it was going to be.
1: Well, and education is the perfect example of that right now.
0: That it should, yeah.
1: There's no one in their right mind as a teacher who ever thought they would have to teach from their home without their students physically present in front of them and it has thrown the world of education upside down down into a frenzy um and i think people our teachers are obviously figuring it out now Mm -hmm. but um, they never you know we as educators never had to to think about that or never had to really evolve our practice in such drastic ways Mm But that I think is, is going to be, um, a new normal.
0: Yeah. I mean, the people that are able to make a change now or are willing to try to make a change now, I mean, I know we keep going back and forth, like we said, from COVID to school, but COVID has really been a catalyst that shows everyone like, Hey, you've got to be able to be flexible going yeah. forward because hopefully nothing like this happens in the future, but the world around us is shifting on a pretty regular basis. One of the, the, I mean, one of the reasons why this whole uh, talking point came up to me was because I've been getting a lot of patients into the office now that because the big gyms such as Latitude or Boston sports club are no longer open, patients are having a very hard time separating their exercise from their socializing. Mm -hmm. Right. So I continue to tell patients that it is possible actually, right, to separate your your gym experience, which was social and exercise together, that's possible to get your social satisfaction from someplace else while get your exercise from or your movement from another thing, right? So you might have to separate them and go two different routes to satisfy both those. But I have many patients that are unable, truly unable to separate those two, right? And I mean, that's just that's just it's it's a bummer to see right because that that's something that i mean it it should be i mean there are tons of options out there so it Mm -hmm. should be easy to separate them but it's hard so hard for many patients too
1: because in order to do that you have to again be self-aware and you have to really look at yourself and look at the behavior and what's the function of that behavior yeah why are you going to the gym i mean there's never really been a time in our lives where we've had to really analyze every decision we make everything that we do to try to find its purpose mm-hmm. and try to reproduce that purpose in a different way
0: so what are ways to pe- for people to become a little more self-aware of those things teddy what you got yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. minecraft cards and now teddy joins us We're
0: gonna wrap it up course. yeah all right so all in all, the flexible, uh, flexible thinking is one of the more valuable traits that you can create going forward,
1: right? Can I interrupt for one second? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I just thought of something too. It's not just valuable or like a nice to have. It's oh a, no,
0: it's a necessity. It's
1: a necessity and it's one of if you look at um, like the world's Economic forum or whatever, they always put out like oh, yeah. the top ten yeah, yeah, yeah. qualities that employers are looking for. Oh yeah, just and it's not academic intelligence. It's not skill. Mm-hmm. It's flexible thinking. Do they call Com- it flexible thinking? Um, I've seen emotional flex. Emotional, emotional flexibility. Um, emotional thinking. Flexible thinking. It's complex problem solving. It's empathy
0: Mm -hmm. it's
1: adaptability yeah so it's all of these um life skills or sometimes in school we call them soft skills but it's it's all about those character traits as opposed to your skill level yeah
0: so those character traits are more necessary than your skill level going forward in life
1: yeah and i think we've hopefully done a good job sort of explaining why it's so important. And I think you're right. I think coronavirus has really forced us to, um, examine that much more closely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like we said, it's not hopefully, and I don't, I mean, I don't know if it will ever happen again, but a, a virus and disruption to this extent, this quickly, Hopefully it won't happen again in our lifetime. But it's definitely it it definitely gives us an eye-opening experience of, hey, maybe we should pay a little more attention to creating some better strategies because there are going to be small scale things like Mm -hmm. this that take place over the course of our lifetime. Unless you're already in your 80s, right? You're gonna see many changes. And even if you're in your 80s, I mean you still got some good years left, right? And stuff's changing fast. So it'll be valuable no matter what
1: what you doing Teddy? Uh, Teddy's done.
0: Teddy's done. <laughs> All right, guys. So thanks for sticking around. Hopefully that one was some valuable information. Make sure to subscribe below and turn the notifications on. Leave us comments, right? So we know what more to talk about. The um, We're able to see viewer counts and stuff like that, but we want to see what people like. All right, take care.